The Trust and Believe Nomad cast stands on three foundational pillars, mental health and awareness, life lessons, and unique storytelling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54 of the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. back everybody to the trust and believe nomad cast before we get started with anything we must take care of some housekeeping efforts directly below the trust and believe nomad cast.buzzsprout.com is your one-stop shop for all of your audio video and social media needs as it relates to the nomad cast for the audio folks you can listen to the nomad cast via the website or if you have an apple spotify google to name a few you can listen to the nomad cast as well all your favorite podcast platforms you can find the nomad cast for social media i am on instagram go ahead and follow me and send a like for youtube if you like what you hear like what you see go ahead and click that subscribe button now click that bell icon now now you'll be notified of subsequent nomad cast episodes and you can also binge watch the episodes as well Thank you for hanging out with me today. And also, lastly, I am on TikTok as well. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Appreciate it here on the 6th of January. For my open remarks, I'm going to keep it kind of short, right? Because I want to get into my uh, gym shoe story on the Thursday. So we know 6th January. Last year at this time, there was the quote-unquote insurrection, right? People, you know, invaded the the capital and you know all these these buildings and just tore everything up people lost their lives people you know had limbs injured people you know forced to retire i mean all sorts of negative stuff and the only thing i want to say about it anytime you protest it should be done in a peaceful way but it also should be an end state what is the end goal what am i trying to get after what are we trying to get after people that riot what are we trying to get after Burning the buildings down and all that would not help a situation. Attacking the White House, well, they ain't attack the White House, but attacking the Capitol Builder and all these other places gets you nowhere but in jail and or in trouble. And now you're, you're earmarked for life. You probably can't never get a job again. When you protest things, the, the whole reason for a protest is for the unheard to be heard. But it has to be done in a positive way. You know, if you disagree with how some results came out, if you disagree with this person, disagree with that person, you know, we should all subscribe to the fact that how can we resolve things peacefully? And people want to say, oh, you if you trying to conduct peaceful operations, you know, you're weak. That's such a lie. That's such a cop out. The strongest people in the world have been very diplomatic and peaceful people. Right. That's why whenever you have a war, you have peace talks peace treaty there's not a fighting treaty or fighting talks there's peace now sometimes you may have to kind of raise your hand on certain things you may have to accelerate your voice accelerate your actions on certain things but by and large you still have to remain peaceful you still have to be a diplomatic you have to be diplomatic you have to be able to listen constructive listening constructive hearing it's a difference between hearing and listening to what the op the person on the opposite side of the table is saying. They have to do the same thing and listen to what you're saying. It's like the UAW, the labor relations, they bar they they do collective bargaining. 
because all the key players that's making decisions sit at the table and they talk. Same thing with these demonstrations and everything. I'm not saying don't demonstrate. I'm not saying don't protest. You should do it because the unheard wants to be heard, but it has to be done in a peaceful and constructive manner. And what we saw last year was just anarchy. It was just pure stupidity. This is my opinion. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it, it didn't make sense, right? We as a human race, whether we live in America, overseas or whatever, have to realize this is not the way to move forward. This is not the way for things to happen. Regardless of how you feel, regardless of the results, regardless of anything, you got to be peaceful in certain situations. Violence, it never leads to anything. It doesn't. So I just wanted to just say that, you know, sometimes, you know, I just sit and watch the news. And I, I don't try to dive too deep into the news because, you know, I remember Denzel Washington said years ago, he said, if you watch the news, you misinformed. But if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. You know, it just sometimes it just you don't want to deal with it. But then I think it's important that we bring it up. You know, we talk about these things as a way to educate not only ourselves, educate the masses, and probably more importantly, educate our children, right? Because they are the leaders of tomorrow. They are the owners of tomorrow. And if they see the grownups acting in this, you know, despicable manner, what are the kids saying? Now you're teaching the kids, hey, whenever you have a disagreement and you don't like something, now you can be a vigilante and storm buildings and you can do all sorts of non-constructive actions. So what do you think the kids are going to do? So now the idiots breed the idiots, breeds the idiots. And you have more idiots. I just wanted to just say that, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody or do anything like that. But as a whole, as the human race, we need to really look at ourselves and find out if we want action, you take action. But there has to be an end state. What is the ultimate goal? Am I going to hurt somebody? Will I be hurt? How are they going to feel? How do I feel? What is the impact? Every decision you make has a second and third order effects. It has a trickle down effect. Who am I impacting with this decision? You got to conduct risk management. There's so many things you have to do before you take action. Something is something of that level. I don't want to get all, you know, hot and bothered by this stuff. I just want to just say that, right? Cause it's just so much stuff going on in the world. Just kind of just, we suck sometimes, man. <laughs> Oh man, sometimes the human race, we just suck sometimes. All good, man. Peace and love, everybody. Hey, got a great show today for Jim Shoe Stories on the Thursday. I'm going to talk about the Jordan 1s, the Nike Air Jordan 1s that came out back in the mid-80s, right? We're going to tell that story and how I witnessed a negative action with someone wearing the shoe, something sim a shoe similar to the one I'm going to show you how that impacted me as I moved forward, as I uh, moved around, not only in Detroit, but in life as well. Learned some valuable lessons on relationships with people and how to conduct myself in certain situations, sketchy situations. So we'll talk about that. Jim Shoe stories on a Thursday. Stay tuned, stay locked. Be right back. Let's all say it together. Trust and believe everybody welcome back welcome back we are talking about 
Jim Shoes Stories. Jim Shoes Stories on a Thursday. And I changed the title from Sneaker Stories to Jim Shoes Stories. I want to be authentic with my Detroit roots. I no longer live in Detroit. I no longer reside in Detroit. But as a native Detroiter, born and raised there, we never called them sneakers. We called them gym shoes. And I was saying to myself, why was I calling it sneaker stories on the Thursday? Yeah, it flowed. It had a, a, you know, a rhythmic tone to it when you said it. Sneaker stories. But we didn't call them sneakers. We called them freaking gym shoes. So I changed the title. Gym shoe stories on the Thursday, right? So here we are. Today's uh, gym shoe story. We're talking about the Air Jordan 1. The Air Jordan 1 that was released 1985. Came out in multiple colors. And this shoe started, I won't say the sneaker invasion, the sneaker implosion. Because, you know, if you listen to previous Nomad cast and do history, sneakers was really was big. You know, Nike really didn't have a stranglehold until the Jordans and they came out with some dope shoes, you know, during those years, the Georgetown Nikes and all other sorts of Nikes as well. The dunks. Cause all the NCAA college teams used to wear them. The biggies conference uh, teams used to wear them. And, uh, but the Jordan was, was, it was something about the air Jordan one when it came out, it just, you know, man, it just took off and it hasn't, it hasn't descended. It's only ascended. And now the young folks wear these Jordans and, you know, they wear them, they collect them. Yeah, I'm one of them guys. If you rock something, do you really know the history of the shoe? Are you just buying it just to say, oh, I got it? You know, it's a history with it. Guys like us, grown folks like us, adults like us, old heads like us, that actually wore the shoe when it was out. Um, they actually watched the man play basketball when the shoes were new. We've seen the commercials. You know, we kind of look at it differently versus collect the shoe, put it in the box. Oh, hey, I got the shoe. That's neither here or there. I'm going to start getting off my old man, my old get off my lawn. I'm going to get off that house because the young folks are doing what they're doing. You guys are doing great, wonderful things. But, you know, we're going to talk about the Air Jordan 1 again, released 1985. Phenomenal shoe. Multiple colors came out. And this particular one here, the black patent leather ones. Uh, there wasn't patent leather when it was first released and they were actually banned uh, by the NBA because they didn't have white in the shoe. And back then the uniforms, the shoes, the sneakers that the NBA players wore, they had the master uniform. Uh, and so the NBA sent a letter to the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan uh, outlining their issue with the shoes, as you can see here. Uh and so they basically told him, you know, this shoe is banned. You're going to get fined, this and that, and the third. And Michael Jordan actually wore the shoe in a slam dunk contest back in 86. Uh, yeah. So he still wore the shoe regardless. And I think he was fined as well. But, you know, that's the little backstory on that. So let's go ahead and dive into the Jordan ones. And I'm going to tell you a story about how I witnessed a negative action with these shoes growing up in Detroit. All right, so as you can see, look close to the camera, size 10, the Nike box. Love when they try to retro some of these old school Nike boxes. You see all my fingerprints on them, right? So go ahead and unveil the Jordan 1 patent leather. Again, as I always says, say it's a phenomenal shoe. Now, one thing about these, these new era cats, right? 
before I even talk about the shoe. You see how they put these little things in here, these little shoe deals, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, the best way, the old school way of preventing any uh, creases, any cracks in the toe box is to go old school, ball you up a sock that you don't wear no more, preferably clean, and put it inside the toe box. That's what we used to do back in the day. You put that joker in there, and it will smooth it out. You will not get any creases. But all these new school cats, they get all these new school ways of doing them. I'm sorry. When it comes to gym shoes, I am stuck in my old ways because it worked and still worked to this day. But nonetheless, as you can see, these come with the black shoe strings. They have the word family engraved in it. Stitched in, I guess you could say. Not so much engraved. Phenomenal shoe. Air Jordan 1. I pulled the other one out as well. And I'm going to get to the story about these shoes. Just want to kind of just have some fun with it. And then it actually come with some red shoestrings as well. And it comes with a Jordan. If I can find it. This one I need a, a prop here. Comes with the Jordan logo. Right. And as you can see, patent leather. It's a phenomenal shoe. I always say this. Now, I haven't worn this shoe. I received the shoe early access via Nike, the sneakers app. And originally the shoe uh, came out last week, December 31st, right? But uh, probably about five or six days prior to that, I received the email from the sneakers app saying, hey, you know, if you want to buy them now, you can go ahead and, and try to get them now. So I already have my information already uh, stored in there. Clicked it. I already know my size. And here we are. So I doubt if I wear these. I know I always say that, right? But uh, it has to be a cert. I can't just, people just can't just wear shoes, man. You Again, old school, color coordinate. Make sure you got something to match to go with it and all that. But these are dope, man. These are paper got in my way. These are freaking dope. Right now, these new school cats, they call these the Jordan one, the breads and all that. Back in the day, we just said, hey, them some patent leather J's, patent leather ones, you know. But again, I don't want to keep, you know, keep bashing on the new school folks because pretty soon they'll be the old school folks. But again, a phenomenal shoe, black shoe strings, or I could change them and put red in there. Again, I probably just keep them black whenever I wear these. I probably rock these for the summer. You know what I'm saying? Give me a nice little fit to go with it. And then we'll be straight, right? All right, so that is the Nike Air Jordan 1. Um, so I'm going to tell you the story about the, the 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 reason behind that shoe. So I remember 1985 when them shoes came out. Um, There was a guy, and I'm going to leave the names out. I named the school, but I'll leave the names out. I was going to St. Bridget. Back in Detroit, right? St. Bridget, the school is there, but the name no longer St. Bridget. I don't know what it is now. But I remember uh, we was at on the playground one day. You know, we used to play, you know, like all the kids, you do the whole recess thing and all that. And I remember it was some neighborhood guys that lived around in that area. And they used to come up to St. Bridget, uh, you know, poking fun because it was a Catholic school, private school. You know, messing with people, you know, they would come from Noble, which was the 
public school, which I ended up going to once I left St. Bridget, but it was the public school right across the freeway. Cause if you know Detroit in the neighborhood, it had St. Bridget here. But if you cross I 96, there was a middle school on the other side, noble middle school. I went there for the sixth, seventh, eighth grade, but nonetheless, these guys used to come over all the time and just mess with us, you know, pick on us, punch us, do all this other stuff. So one of my friends actually had a pair of, they wasn't patent leather at the time. They were just regular material, black and red Jordans. And he had them on. And I remember they came by in that particular day that he wore them. He was bragging, you know, all oh, my pops, you know, my father got me these Jordans, you know, this and that and the third. And we was like, man, these are cold. These are tight. And I had been wanting my mom to get a pair of Jordans. And I think I told y'all this story a couple uh, episodes, gym shoe stories ago when I displayed the Pumas. These are the Jordans that I wanted her to buy. I wanted her to get these. Again, it wasn't patent leather. It was just a regular uh, material, the original material. So these guys came in and uh, they were just picking at them. But then they looked down the shoes. Oh, you got them new Jordans. You got them new Jordans. And back then what people used to say, when people would rob you, they would say, check it in, run it. And then a lot of times they would say, anything I have, anything, anything I find I can have anything I can find. I can have meaning if they run you on your pockets or anything, they find it, they keep it. So the guys said, Oh man, you got these Jordans. And these was like eighth graders. And we was, you know, again, we was in freaking middle school, not even middle school. It was in the fifth grade. And these guys was like, uh, you know, oh, give me them shoes. Check them shoes in. And they end up punching the dude, beating them up and all that. And these are older kids, right? I mean, we were all children. But these were older kids. And they end up beating this dude up, punching him, doing all that, and took his shoes. And then the thing of it, and I'm sitting there watching it, and we was like, you know, think about it now. Should we have jumped in and helped? But then what was we going to do? I mean, these were like three or four big freaking dudes. We was little. And they was like, you know, if you guys you guys want some of this, we could beat y'all down too. And so then by that time, the um, not the security, because they didn't have security, but like some of the administrative staff, they came out and they saw this and they ran out there and the dudes ended up taking off. But I remember just thinking these guys were in the eighth grade wearing three or four shoe sizes bigger than what this guy had. And they took this man, took, the, took this man, took those little boy's shoes. And you kind of look at look at it now, thinking back, it's like, what did y'all? What was the what was the end state of that? What was the ultimate goal of taking someone's stuff? Now I've been victim of a robbery in Detroit, so I I get it, I understand. I this that's a it's a hollow feeling when someone takes something from you. Now this guy, this little boy, he bragged that his parents, his father, got him those shoes, but then you get some cats that should have been in freaking school doing a lesson or whatever, they come over to St. Bridget, pick on us, right? And take this little boy's shoes. Of course, he crying and everything, and you know, they got the security involved and the police involved and all that. They never recovered the shoes. But I learned a valuable lesson that day. It was like, wow, this ain't, it's cool growing up here, but man, it's different. And then you will see instances throughout the city where little boys are getting jumped, beat up, even killed over wearing a pair of freaking Jordans. And it's not just the first Jordan. It was the second, the third, so on and so forth. I mean, throughout my time in high school, middle school, I've seen people getting robbed and beat up for freaking Jordans. 
And I remember uh, there was an article, I want to say on Time Magazine, in one of the magazines, it was saying is the reason why young men are getting killed, the reason why kids are getting killed is it because of Jordan. Should Nike do something about it? Should Michael Jordan say something about it? And they never said anything about it. And the shoes would continue to be high priced. A lot of families, they couldn't even afford the shoe. They was wearing it because the child wanted it. The child may have gotten good grades or whatever. They want the shoe, but then they wear the shoe. They was in fear of their life because lives were getting, I mean, I ain't making none of this stuff up. You can check the, check the facts. People were getting killed over these shoes, stabbed, shot, beat up, whatever. And it was just all over a freaking pair of Jordans. And now I look at it again, these sneaker stories. When I tell these sneaker stories, they always are consistent with life stories. Cause I realized the type of environment I grew up in. Now I grew up in a healthy household and everything was safe, but I knew once I walked out of my house and walked down certain streets, it was different. The times were different. I grew up in the eighties, Detroit, a lot of crack cocaine was around and in uh, Detroit was, was always in cities where they didn't people rob, but they didn't steal. Now, if you understand what I mean by that, you, um, but again, it was just a sad situation watching. And I remember him crying, crying, crying. I don't know where this cat is at now. Um, but I remember him crying about it. He was like, my dad bought me them shoes. My dad bought me them shoes. And these cats took his shoes. And I've seen countless times of older people taking people's shoes. For what reason? If you can't find a way to get your own, why do you got to take someone else's? get you a job, do whatever. And these were eighth graders that was going to Noble, came, walked across the bridge, the Cherry Line Bridge, and started picking with the same Bridget kids and took the little boy's shoes. And I remember I had begged my mom to get me these pair of Jordans. I wanted these freaking Jordans, man. I wanted them. You know, again, it's just a sad, it's a sad situation, you know, dealing with some of that and watching some of that as you grow older. And a lot of times when in our decision-making, we are products of our environment. We deal with certain things. And a lot of people that's not from Detroit or other cities, they will say, well, you know, why did you family just move? It, it wasn't that simple because the district I lived in, I had to go to that school. So what I was going to do was going to move to another district. You're dealing with some of the same stuff. Then they said, well, you could have moved to the suburbs. Well, them cats was out there doing the same freaking thing. Don't let these news medias trick you. It was all the same. No matter where I went, no matter where you go, it was there. So people in Detroit dealt with it. People in Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, so on and so forth. Right. But it was just a sad state of affairs that as a young child, I watched this happen. I've had it happen to me having something material taken from me. So I know that feeling. I remember that feeling, that feeling hurts. You feel you feel awful. You feel hollow. You feel useless. You feel weak. You know what I mean? But it never got to a point where I want to take somebody's shoes. I've had shoes stolen from me, you know, out of a locker when I was in the Marine Corps. I told that story as well. So I, I know what that feeling's like, but I was an adult. So I dealt with it differently, but just watching this little boy who was happy about getting a pair of freaking Jordans because everybody wanted Jordans. Everybody had to have Jordans. We want to be like Michael Jordan. We've seen the commercials. We watched the games. We watched them in interviews. You know, we, we love the colors, the black and red, the Chicago bulls, all that. And these kids took another kid's pair of shoes. 
seeing people getting on freaking buses, getting stomped over freaking Jordans. So there's a history with these shoes. And that's the thing about it. A lot of these new folks, they don't know this. They, don't, they just think, oh, so it's a Nike. It's a black and red Nike. There's pain and suffering that comes with those shoes, especially growing up in the areas that I talked about in those those urban, those inner cities, those major cities back in the day. Crack epidemic. You never know who's around the corner. You never know who's on your street. You never know who's your neighbor. You never know who you're going to school with. It was always something. Someone out to get the get the just to get out to get you. You never know who was plotting on you. You never know who was casing on you. But again, I'm, I know I'm kind of animated, but I remember. I'll tell you, man. As I tell these stories, I remember these. I remember them. He had them laced up. He was playing. He was having fun. All of a sudden, the cat said, anything I find I can have, check him in. Took his shoes. I mean, just didn't unlace them. Just took them off. And I remember him crying. Those are my, my daddy bought me these shoes. My daddy bought me these shoes. And it was like, so, and this, and that. And they just took off. You know, I tell you, man, that's. It's times like that where, you know, you just kind of just get mad, you know. But I remember, again, like I said, I begged my mom to get those Jordans. And, you know, you think about it. I could have been a victim of that as as well. And I ended up, you know, having shoes and Jordan stuff later on. But uh, them times, man, it was it was extremely tough. And I have future uh, gym shoe stories I'll talk about wearing Adidas, patent leather, Adidas, and all that. It was just a, a, a different time growing up in the 80s. And those uh, those those major cities up north, something about the 1980s with the with the release of crack and all that. And it was just it was a rough time, man. So it, if, if it forced me to kind of grow up, watch my environments, watch who I'm around, watch what I'm wearing when I'm around, making sure I know the right people to be around because you never know what's around the corner. You never know what's outside the door. Right. And the life lessons I learned watching a little boy, you know, I, we was the same age, but watching some cats take a pair of his Jordans, you know what I mean? It was just something. Again, if you're not from there, you don't, don't really understand what I'm saying. Those that's from areas like that, you totally get what I'm saying, especially if you grew up in those type of neighborhoods. Again, I didn't grow up in a poor neighborhood. Everyone in, in uh, the neighborhood, they worked at the auto plants you know, very powerful neighborhoods, you know what I mean? But the mom and dad's worked in the plants doesn't mean the kids had that same type of same, the same way of thinking because the drugs that came in and people start selling drugs. And now you got guys with these big dookie chains on and the four finger rings and all that. So life happened very fast. And I'm thankful I grew up in that environment and not naive to the fact that I don't think humans can do this to each other. Um, so it kind of forced me. It, it 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 made me grow up. But one thing I'm thankful that my children didn't have to go grow up with that. My children ha didn't have to see that. And so when I tell these stories and they hear these stories, it's like, wow, that really happened. I'm like, yeah, it's it's real. This stuff really happened to people. All right, so that concludes Jim Shoe stories on the Thursday. Just wanted, you know, the main takeaways was. I'm thankful that my, my mom didn't buy me these shoes at the, at this time because they was robbing and stealing. They was robbing her folks were getting hurt over these freaking Jordans. And now we get them, we celebrate them. And I do, um, 
but as again, I never buy a shoe. It's always a store, especially if it's a old school shoe that's been re retro or whatnot. I always find it's always a story that goes along with the shoe because when I see this shoe, I think back to 1985. I think of the Jordan commercials. I think of all everything that we saw Michael Jordan do, but more importantly, I think about the little boy that I saw getting beat up and robbed over these shoes in 1985 witnessing that four or five, you know, older kids coming to an elementary school to beat up on them to take shoes and they couldn't even fit the shoes. So when we talk about sneaker collecting, we talk about that. This is the reason why I tell gym shoe stories on the Thursday is because these shoes actually have a history. They actually have a story. If you grew up in the Detroit's and some of those inner cities or the big cities, especially during the eighties, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, right? It's more than a shoe to us. It's a history lesson. All right. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I want you guys to have a safe uh, weekend. Be safe out there. Take care of yourself and others. Say yes to yourself and enjoy new year. This is a brand new year. Y'all all that 2021, all that 2020. If you were negative, get positive, right? Do the things you need to do to be successful and be great. Continue to be great. If you went to the gym saying you're going to work out, you're going to lose weight, but you kind of fell off track a little bit. Hey, you still got 300 some days to get yourself together, right? Set yourself up for success. Set yourself up for success and you will be a success. So again, have a great weekend. Everybody be safe, be sound. Look forward to seeing you guys next week for Monday Mental Combat. Until then, let's say it all together. Let's say it all together. Trust and believe. Peace and love, y'all. All praises due.